It's Thursday, February 23rd, and this is Good Will Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Good Will Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today, and we are back in the book of Isaiah. But before we do that, I just I want to say I hope you enjoyed your time at Ash Wednesday last night. It was a beautiful service, and we had the opportunity to worship together, to partake in the sacrament, to receive the imposition of ashes. It's always a special night, and I'm glad that you were able to join us last night if you are able to come. Um, if you missed it, no worries. It'll be back again next year. But we're now in the Lenten season. And so uh, take advantage. I know that online there's an opportunity for you to get access to this Lenten devotional through Christianity Today. I hope you do that. Um, But also, I encourage you to spend some time meditating on what this time in Lent means. It's a time to reflect together on the, uh, the need that we have for a Savior. We are sinners. We are people of Adam, people of death. But in Christ, we are brought to life. That's the good news of Easter. We go through death into life. We're headed now towards the cross, towards that Good Friday. We remember the atoning sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. His blood washes away our sins, but boy, do we need it. Throughout the weeks of Lent, we are reminded of our need of a Savior. We need him. So brothers and sisters, let's spend that time during this Lenten season focusing on what we need from Christ. We need salvation. Now let's turn our attention back to Isaiah. We are in Isaiah chapter 23 today, and uh, it is another prophecy of doom. I know, lots of fun. We've been enjoying our time with doom prophecies. Uh, This time it is a prophecy against Tyre. This is a, a kind of an oceanic nation. They spend a lot of time on the coast. They have built themselves um, wonderful merchant ships, and that's how they've been able to survive. The nation of Tyre lives on the water, basically. It's uh, it's a, they, they require money to come in because of the wares they're able to sell from the sea. That's what they do. They are seafaring merchants. So you're going to hear a lot about harbors and you're going to hear a lot about um, the different things that they're able to get out of the sea. You're going to hear about thing, places like Cyprus and you're going to hear about the Assyrians coming in and destroying everything. That happens. You're also going to hear about Char- Tarshish. This is, where, this is where Jonah will flee. He'll flee to Tarshish. He'll try and get across the sea. Um, and so that's, that gives you a little bit of an idea of who we're talking about. Um, but there's something important in here for us that I'm excited to talk about as I finish. So it's a little bit of reading as normal. And then just a, a quick thought from me uh, about something we can take away from this prophecy against Tyre. Isaiah chapter 23, starting in verse 1. A prophecy against Tyre. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for Tyre is destroyed and left without house or harbor. From the land of Cyprus, word has come to them. Be silent, you people of the island, and you merchants of Sidon, whom the seafarers have enriched. On the great waters came the grain of the Shehor. The harvest of the Nile was the revenue of Tyre, and she became the marketplace of the nations. Be ashamed, Sidon, and you fortress of the sea for the sea has spoken. I have neither been in labor nor given birth. I have neither reared sons nor brought up daughters. When word comes to Egypt, they will be in anguish at the report from Tyre. Cross over to Tarshish, wail, you people of the island. Is this your city of revelry, the old, old city whose feet have taken her to settle in far-off lands? 
who planned this against Tyre, the bestower of crowns, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are renowned in the earth. The Lord Almighty planned it to bring down her pride and all her splendor and to humble all who were renowned on the earth. Till your land as they do along the Nile, daughter Tarshish, for you no longer have a harbor. The Lord has stretched out his hand over the sea and made its kingdoms tremble. He has given an order concerning Phoenicia that her fortresses be destroyed. He said, No more of your reveling, virgin daughter Sidon, now crushed. Up, cross over to Cyprus. Even there you will find no rest. Look at the land of the Babylonians, the people that is now of no account. The Assyrians have made it a place for desert creatures. They raised up their siege towers. They stripped its fortresses bare and turned it into a ruin. Wail, you ships of Tarshish. Your fortress is destroyed. At that time, Tyre will be forgotten for 70 years, the span of a king's life. But at the end of these 70 years, it will happen to Tyre as in the song of the prostitute. Take up a harp. Walk through the city, you forgotten prostitute. Play the harp well. Sing many a song so that you will be remembered. At the end of 70 years, the Lord will deal with Tyre. She will return to her lucrative prostitution, will ply her trade with all the kingdoms on the face of the earth. Yet her profit and her earnings will be set apart for the Lord. They will not be stored up or hoarded. Her profits will go to those who live before the Lord for abundant food and fine clothing. Well, this concludes a a grouping of prophecies against various nations, including God's own nation, Judah. It's a prophecy about the fall of Jerusalem and what will happen when not the Assyrians, but actually the Babylonians come through and wipe everything out. But before we can get there, we have to deal with the Assyrians. The Assyrians actually initially defeat the Babylonians. The Babylonians will rise from the ashes, as it were. They will come and destroy the Assyrians. But before they do, the Assyrians have taken over everything. They'll destroy Phoenicia. That's who's actually living just north of the nation of Israel. They'll destroy the northern kingdom. They'll destroy Egypt and Cush. They'll destroy Tyre and Sidon. They'll even make war against Tarshish. And Tarshish is a place on the other side of the sea. The Assyrians are mighty and powerful. And Tyre will find themselves destroyed. One day, Tyre will also rise from the ashes and they'll get back to what they do. They will make themselves rich by selling and trading. And they'll do this for the Babylonians. And then eventually they'll do this for the people of God. You see, Babylon will take over from this point forward as the primary wicked nation, similar to Egypt. We want to see something here. There is a move from Egypt as the great uh, enemy of God to Babylon as the great enemy of God. And then when you get to the New Testament, you get to the book of Revelation specifically, you get Egypt and Babylon together as the great enemy of God. This is now a, a, a picture of all of the nations that array themselves against God and against God's people. But notice this little prophecy at the end. Notice the promise from Isaiah. Her prophets will go to those who live before the Lord for abundant food and fine clothes. You see, when Tyre comes back, they're not going to worship the God of Israel. They're going to go back to their prostitution, as God says. They're plying their wares for their own wealth, giving up what they have, but doing so to take from others. But now, 
when they do this, eventually all that they gather, all of their wealth will be given to the people of God. And and this is a bridge passage that takes us to the Lord's destruction of the earth. And it points our eyes towards the end times, towards that final day when Jesus Christ, Christ will return and we will reign triumphant with him. But with his return, while that's glory for the followers of Jesus, it's condemnation for those who do not follow Jesus. And that's part of what we see here. It's the condemnation. You see, when we give ourselves to work, 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 work in this world, but we don't have an eye towards God, it's actually described as a form of prostitution. We're giving what we have, not for God's sake, but for our own sake, to take what others have. God has gifted you with many things. He's given you many talents, and you can put those to work for yourself or you can put them to work for the Lord. Even when you go into business, because there's a good thing to go into business. It's a good thing to make money. It's a good thing to to use that money, however, not for yourself, but for the good of others, to care for those who need help. You see, we Christians don't go into business or into the world of commerce for our own wealth building. We do it to be able to use what God gives us from that for the good of others. It's not to make ourselves rich, but to build up the community of faith. Brothers and sisters, we live our lives for others. Otherwise, it's just prostitution, making ourselves rich by taking what we can from others. Let's use what God has given us for his glory's sake, not for our own. Let's pray together. Father, as we go to work today, as we do the things you've given us talents to be able to do, remind us why we do it. We do it for your glory, not for our own. It's not to build our own legacy, but it's to be about building the kingdom. Would you help us to keep our eyes there? Would we use our talents and our treasure, the treasure that maybe we even gain because of our talents? Would we use it for your glory's sake and not for our own? Help us, Lord, to keep our eyes focused where they need to be on Jesus and on his kingdom. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. We'll finish the week together tomorrow right back here at Good Will Talk Daily. <laughs>